Welcome to the News Nine Sports Podcast. I am Hardik Agrawal, and with me is my colleague Sparsh Vyas. Ahead of the Leicester game, we are going to discuss Manchester United's recent form, their midfield dilemma, Ole's tactics, and Ronaldo's arrival in the scene. With Bangalore's MUFC fan club's official members, Achaya Kulachanda and Rakesh Shahjadi have joined us for the podcast today. Welcome to the News Nine Sports Podcast, guys. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks, Hardik. Yeah, so guys, so we have some topics to discuss, and we would like to know your opinion upon them. Yeah, sure. So, guys, uh, this is Parsh, as a colleague, and uh, welcome to the News Nine podcast. First of all, uh, I would like to Thank ask you, uh, you guys. Uh, so, with the United's first choice defensive pairing of Harry Maguire and Rafael Varane's injury, do you guys think that United's second choice centre back partnership? Eric Bailly and Victor Lindelof can stop the uh, PC attack basically uh, ahead of their game. Uh, I am asking you this uh, because United are playing uh, Leicester on Saturday. So, what are your views uh, on that? Uh, Nakesh, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. So, having Lindelof and Bailly start is always a worrying thing. Lindelof might be good positionally, but Bailly lacks positional awareness. I mean, and what Lindelof lacks in aerial ability, Bailly compensates a bit, but Overdoes with his challenges and stuff, so bit worried going into the game. Considering we do not have our two starting centre backs, uh, with Wardy relatively scoring uh, in the league last uh, the last couple of games, it's a worrying thing. Need to see uh, the main battle will be in the midfield uh, with Fred out due to quarantine. We are not going to see Fred and Matty. So Matic is going to start pro- probably provide a bit more. Defensive cover for uh, Lindelof and Bai there. I mean, I would uh, also uh, definitely agree agree with what Rakesh just said, and it's a big loss. I mean, as uh, much as uh, we love seeing all these trolls online with respect to McGuire and his uh, defensive uh, vulnerabilities, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, we have to accept that Varane and uh, Harry McGuire are the best two centre backs, and uh, having. Uh, to miss out on both of them uh, due to injury, it's a big, big blow, I would say. And if I'm being honest, uh, Ole is a good manager, but then he's not the type of manager that uh, that we had previously. Like uh, let's say the likes of uh, Jose Mourinho, and then who would uh, make do with uh, his third and fourth choice uh, centre back pairing? Because, like for example, Jose has the ability to drill that. Park the bus, uh, park the bus mentality into each and every player. So you wouldn't feel the loss uh, of uh, big names such as Maguire and Varane. But then right. under Ole, we have been uh, very uh, fragile, and uh, this just makes us even more fragile. I mean, my only hope is I'm just uh, crossing my fingers and praying right now because Leicester isn't the same Leicester we've known for the past, uh, let's say, four or five years. They're not uh, smooth. And um, it's just not clicking for them right now. They they do have a couple of wins, but then but then again they're in the bottom half of the table, and they've had a couple of losses and uh, draws as well. So I'm just hoping that uh, Brendan Rodgers and his men they don't really show up on Saturday, and we can nick all three points. Right, right, guys. So what about the formation of United on on Saturday? Considering Fred is not available because of the international duty, could it be a blessing in disguise for the Red Devils? 
I mean, as much as I, uh, I wouldn't say I hate Fred or dislike him, but then it's just that he isn't uh, United quality. I feel, and um, he's, I mean, making him the scapegoat and throwing him under the bus isn't uh, really what we should be doing as fans, even though that does happen a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that with Fred being out, I would like to see uh, Pogba and McTominay uh, back in midfield like uh, they did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but then again, like Rakesh mentioned, uh, we might see Matic uh, to provide that extra defensive uh, cover for our third and fourth choice centre-backs uh, with uh, Lindelof not being the fastest and Eric Bai again I just hope he stays fit and stops being made of glass and getting injured after a good couple of games. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I doubt Van Der Beek is going to get the start, though, even though uh, we don't have Fred, but let's yeah, see. Yeah, that's what our next question was about. So basically, uh, yeah, Rakesh, uh, I, would, uh, I would like to ask, because uh, if uh, Fred is not playing, so uh, what about Donny van der Beek? How does Ole bring uh, van der Beek uh, into United playing 11? Because uh, uh, because of Fred and McTom- McTomney, he was not playing. But now, since Fred is not playing, is this the chance uh, to unleash uh, van der Beek in the United midfield? Uh, considering what I've seen van der Beek play, when he's, I mean, basically when he's played pivot, uh, he doesn't lack that. I mean, he also he also lacks that uh, positional awareness to be a pure player. He's very eager. He tries to win the ball and gets away from position. Even if you look at our Carabao game, right? He was caught caught out of position more often than not. Ideally speaking, Van der Beek was signed to be a replacement for Pogba. His only chance is to play as part of uh, behind basically Ronaldo. But considering the form Lingard is in, uh, is below Lingard in the picking order. So. Pivot role, definitely, I wouldn't want to see uh, Van der Beek. He's got, he'll get much exposed. So, with to provide defensive cover, I think we'll see Matic. And uh, to start Matic and Pogba as pivot would be a disaster against Leicester, if you ask me, because they'll run around. And Pogba, again, doesn't, doesn't stick to his position and doesn't yeah. contribute much defensively. Right. So, okay. Matic and McTee, probably. Midfield. What is the idea? Van der Beek, probably. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. So, what is the ideal situation for uh, you know Van der Beek to start? Because uh, we all know he is talented, and uh, he has done that. Uh, uh, you know, with Ajax, uh, the Champions League campaign, uh, he shown uh, he uh, he basically uh, ran the midfield for Ajax. So, what is uh, what has gone wrong uh, for Van der Van der Beek in uh, United? Rakesh, uh, that's you, a you want to take this? Question, but yeah, 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 yeah. So. See, considering you cannot uh, considering the way Ajax set up the teams and their style of play is much more suited that compared to United, and probably much more suited to the Dutch game as well. So physically, he gets. I mean, it's easy, easy to bully around Van der Beek. You can brush him off. Uh, probably that was the reason why we didn't see him much last season. But considering the Lingard's form, uh, he's, if 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 Lingard had probably. Uh, Left in the summer, probably he would have come on uh, 60th or 70th minute mark either for Pogba or uh, Sancho. But with the form they are in, I don't see him start. Problem, probably, I, I mean, if I would say if Pogba doesn't sign an extension in the next month or so, probably bench him or probably remove him from the squad and integrate VDB. That's the only option I see. 
What do you think uh, Solchar? Solchar, sorry. What do you think Solchar was thinking when he signed Van Der Beek uh, from Ajax? Uh, basically, because see, it was pretty obvious. If it wasn't for COVID, then we would have lost Pogba. So COVID, COVID uh, probably ruined the financial situation of many clubs. So that hindered uh, Pogba's transfer away from United. Mm-hmm. So okay. now with Pogba here, so uh, where will you start, VDB? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So basically, his future looks uh, not so stable at Manchester United, right? Yeah. I no, mean, also, if, um, if you look at the, Achha, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Go on, go on. Also, if you yeah, look yeah. at, also if you look at VDB's agents' quotes and VDB's quotes during the summer, right? So VDB's agent himself threw VDB under the bus, saying he has he has a lot to do to. Right. To be part of the first team squad, ideally as an agent, you shouldn't be doing that. And there were a lot of rumors that uh, his agent was uh, pushing for a move, trying to find a club uh, where he could play in the position where he wants. And uh, Everton came in pretty late, and by then United were not making a decision. I see. Probably if he doesn't start the next couple of games, I'm sure that he'll be probably loaned out in uh, January. Yeah, yeah, as we could see on the sidelines, the player is not happy with the substitutions that Ole make. Like he's most of the time kept out of the substitutions, and we saw him throwing a bottle in one of the United matches. So, so it we could we could consider this that uh, the player could be out of United in the January transfer window. I mean, probably. I mean, if we look at it, it's. Okay, see, it's it's not a bad thing that we signed uh, Van der Beek because come on, every top team needs to have a solid squad. I mean, if you just look at uh, City's squad, right? Even City's yeah, yeah. bench, it's you, like it's, it's, it's completely good for squad depth. It's good for exactly. Squad depth. We need exactly. We need we need that squad depth. I mean, it's just uh, very very unfortunate uh, from Van der Beek's perspective because. As you see, Bruno is literally undroppable. He's uh, having, he's in the form of his life. So you, you, what are you going to argue? I mean, Van der Beek's best uh, position is, I wouldn't say the number ten. It's behind the striker because creatively, I still don't think Van der Beek offers More of a as much CM. as Bruno. More of a CM. Exactly, yeah. or even a second striker, or even a shadow striker of sorts. He makes, he finds those gaps, he makes those runs, the flicks, the turns are there, but then he's not as creative as Bruno, I feel. So it's it's not his fault. It's just it's just a shame that Bruno has been unbelievably good so far for us. That's what again. So again, but then again, if you that's like trying to force him to play in a pivot where he lacks, like Rakesh mentioned, he lacks the discipline uh uh Positional discipline that he was telling Exactly. Me. The positional uh, uh, discipline and stuff like that. And then he gets exposed, which I have also noticed. So, you can't uh, you can't really blame Ole for doing that. But then again, Ole does uh, make some weird substitutions and always favours Fred. I get it. Fred is more of a def- defensive-minded uh, midfielder than Van der Beek. But then again, he's just not good enough in that position. So... If I yeah. were to be in charge of uh, the United team, I would give it a shot. Give <laughs> give Van der Beek a run of maybe yeah. three, four games. What are we yeah, going yeah. to lose? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as we were talking about Ole, Ole has definitely taken United to a better level because now United are at least finishing in the top four. Like la- last last year they finished third, then last year they finished second. But Manchester United has been inconsistent under Ole. 
So, what are your views upon that? I mean, if uh, we go ahead. Raki, go, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so, if we uh, turn back the clock to let's say 2018, you have every pundit on screen calling for Jose's head uh, every time we lost or you, we even drop points, which which was understandable at the at that point of time because he was just not uh, delivering the results we required. But then again, you have to take into consideration the kind of squad he was uh, dealt, and then the kind of I I, I will. I will 100% give Ole credit for the squad that he's built. He's been very clever and smart about going about that and buying himself time. But then I feel this is the season that he has to deliver silverware and cannot just uh, you know uh, hide behind the uh, because now they have terms of process and stuff like that. Exactly. I mean, you have the best player in the world. I mean, okay, fine. You don't have a solid uh, defensive midfielder which hampers. a lot but then you cannot say that that i still need a defensive midfielder even though i have the best uh, footballer in in, uh, in the world in, on my team but i still cannot uh, deliver re- results i mean that's that's kind of unexpe- uh, unacceptable and it's uh, i would say it's pretty hypocritical of the likes of scolds and roy keane and gary neville to not mm-hmm. uh, call out uh, ole solskjaer for uh, his uh, incompetence whereas they were hounding at uh, Jose's uh, inability to deliver week in week out i'm pretty sure rakesh will disagree with me so yeah so on, what, what what is your opinion rakesh uh see uh, like okay let's uh, talk about how the teams uh, squad basically uh, was at the beginning of last season right so we knew going into last season that we lacked this i mean midfield cover i mean what did we do this summer we didn't sign uh, any reinforcements to basically plug that hole we are again back mm-hmm. to square one so if you ask me just adding one starting defensive midfielder probably like calvin phillips or even for that matter declan rice would alleviate yeah. this team to go on express themselves freely so now if you ask me the way we are playing is basically we are we are forced to held uh, hold basically one step back before by by we move yeah. forward right because we know what uh, we leave in holes behind Yeah, yeah, the defense yeah. is unstable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yes, and also with uh, our see, you cannot start Matic for all uh, all the games. He doesn't have legs to even last the entire ninety minutes, and you cannot start uh, Pogba in pivot. So sorry, pivot. Yeah, so we are left with Mekti and Fred, and teams have figured out that Mekti is not press resistant, so he tends to give away position in dangerous areas. Right, and yeah. even though we've added Ronaldo to the squad, okay, the main problem is, uh, see, Ronaldo is a player you need to leave him freely up front. Even when we are defending, he needs to stick prob- probably close to the center line mm. uh, to basically to hold their center backs away and to counter. So that leaves one player less who helps us defensively. And considering uh, Pogba's defensive abilities, we we are t- two players short. Yeah. and if you uh, see Rakesh, the last few games even with grun yeah sorry sorry to interrupt yeah. so basically i absolutely agree with your opinion uh, united spent a lot on reinforcing their attack and defense uh, this summer but failed to sign a defensive midfielder which should have been their top priority yeah absolutely so i i think it would be a disaster if we do not sign a midfielder in january be it on loan or on a permanent transfer but we need to sign a midfielder else we are going to get caught do you think kevin phillips could be the right choice for ole uh, probably i would see him but 
difficult to deal with leads probably since we have a better relationship now that we've uh, <laughs> let go of daniel james that should help but De- i don't see us signing declan rice for sure because he already he also has a plus one uh, on his current contract and he's a boyhood chelsea fan from chelsea academy so yeah yeah Okay, yeah. can I just add add one point yeah, to yeah, what sure. Rakesh said uh, the previous uh, topic? So, so re- remember and see, I I like Jose, but I wouldn't call myself a Mourinho fanboy as such. But then we were definitely uh, asking for Jose to coach and do better with the current players he has. So you cannot tell me that this squad that we have right now isn't better than what. Jose had in any of his two and a half years. So when this current squad is much better, it's levels better than what we had and what Mourinho delivered. Mourinho, like it or not, Mourinho uh, delivered. I'm sorry to interrupt. I think that's not good good enough for United. I agree. I 100% agree. But I'm just saying the treatment that's been given to uh, Ole compared to the treatment that Mourinho got. Mourinho's box office, everyone knows that, which is which is why they went after him and forced him to, you know, attack them on a prayer on a press conference or something like that. But then, but then again, you you cannot keep giving Ole excuses for failing to beat the likes of West Ham, Aston Villa, and yeah, come on, yeah. y- young boys. I'm not. I'm okay. And, I, and I can I can agree if we lost to Madrid or let's say. Uh, uh, super strong uh, Bayern Munich, yeah, like a Bayern Munich, yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I'm sorry, Hardik, but Barcelona, we should be beating them on paper currently. But then yeah, again, yeah. you you can you you cannot say you know what it happens. And uh, Sir Alex used to uh, lose in his first three years. Well, Sir Sir Alex didn't did not spend what 450 to 500 million uh, euros sense. in his first yeah. three. Uh, uh, years at uh, United and Sir Alex also had the pedigree at Aberdeen. So, but then, as much as I like Ole, he needs to deliver. I want I him think, to deliver. Uh, I would love to I would see like him to prove add one me point here. Uh, More than the squad, I think uh, uh, if you see United these days, uh, there's a lack of cohesion uh, in the team. Basically, uh, if you see a City uh, team or a Liverpool team, they're expecting a pass to come uh, to them, basically. And here we are, we, uh, the United players, they are actually surprised if, if a pass uh, comes to them. So, I think uh, that's pretty evident in their style of play, basically. Do you guys agree? I mean, I, I partially do agree. I still do not know what kind of, uh, what is our style of play. Okay, the first season, it was counter-attacking, which was evident and which was fine with it because of the type of players we had. Because we needed to do that. We needed to sit back and we beat the likes of uh, uh, Pep Guardiola and Klopp. I give full credit to Ole for that, to for what he did with the squad he, he had. He did overachieve back then, like two years ago in 2019, 2020, which is, which is all amazing and great. Kudos to him. But then now when you have top stars on your team and you have... Let's say seven, eight superstars uh, on the, yeah, for, in yeah. the first starting 11. You you and cannot our next uh, topic, say uh, to discuss basically yeah yeah right. in, you you cannot course. you cannot say you're the underdogs going into yeah, any yeah. any any match with when you have Cristiano Ronaldo leading the line yeah. and you have uh, talents like Jadon Sancho and okay Sancho I, I would give him this year this year now, let's say he needs he needs it to settle down in a new league new country and everything absolutely absolutely but, yeah. 
but then when you have uh, greenwood and rashford is going to come back and you need to get uh, the best out of pogba which was uh, which was what uh, jose was uh, uh, asked to do right uh, to get the best out of players uh, using his coaching methods well that's something only has to do and prove the the massive section of this fan base wrong i would love to uh, see him prove all of us wrong and you know lift uh, trophies at old trafford and go on to uh, manage us for a long time but yeah. I, do i see it happening <clears throat> unfortunately not so the, this is uh, coming from a united uh, fan and this is uh, a pretty big statement please uh, correct me if i am wrong is it safe to say that united are a mid table club of course not in terms of their financial stature i am not talking about that purely based on their style of play if you are a big club and build as the title favorites you should be dictating terms right from the first whistle you should be able to control the games but we see most of the times united reacting to the situations in the match and it seems most of the times they depend on counter attacks to win the games a win against a big team these days is seen as an upset basically and uh, if you are playing against an uh, you know a lesser club uh, more to say a smaller club lower down the league they uh, basically uh, struggle to break them down and come back to their uh, you know uh, the tactics of counter attacking and if they are playing against a, a big team like city and liverpool they uh, you know set up like that and they uh, sit deep and again they depend on the counter attacks to you know uh, win them games so uh, uh, do you guys uh, have an opinion about that uh well well to answer okay, your question it's just uh, see it's plain simple right how do you dictate a game how do you control a game I mean, main thing is you need to have a good midfield so we are back to yeah. square one do we have a midfield who, a midfielder who can break apart the games or or defensive midfielder or basically let's say midfielder who can make that line breaking pass like what matic does for that matter scott yes. doesn't do that fred doesn't do that so yes. until and unless we basically strengthen that area we are not going to dictate games and coming about yeah. uh, talking about contract counter attacking against big teams you would be foolish to basically try to control a game against uh, pepper club they are going to run run rats so yeah. yeah it's it's tactically a viable decision to counter attack against for the likes of uh, liverpool and uh, city considering i mean and and, and then uh, talking about breaking down at, uh, low block teams right so last yeah, season yeah. we had a problem of not having a proper uh, winger on the right side so mm. that would what that would do to the opposition is they would have a very compact uh, basically two lines of four setup and make try uh, yeah setup and try to force united to play through the middle with mm. with very limited space in the middle of the park difficult to create so now with sancho there probably once rashford is fit sancho will be moved to the right so that will basically stretch the opposition's defense even when they are trying to play very low block will give more space in the middle of the park for the likes of bruno to operate and find that pass so that should help so rashford basically uh, coming back from his injury is a blessing in disguise will free up uh, sancho's work rate so free up our left side and also gives us an added advantage on the right side so that should help but for us to dictate games we need a midfielder without that we are not going anywhere i mean i i am fine with agreeing with what rakesh just said i don't want us to you know dictate team i mean i'm i, I obviously do want us to but then i'm not expecting it right off the bat as of now 
I'm I'm fine with sitting deep and you know hitting them on the counter against the big teams like City or Liverpool or even Tuchel's uh, Chelsea as of now. But then the smaller teams, the mid table yeah, teams, yeah, absolutely, the so called mid table teams, which yeah, we are yeah. not again. Uh, uh, that is the main problem. I, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would I would call us a top four team uh, for now, just barely top four. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but th- but then again, we should be uh, you know dominating position and games yeah. uh, against uh, th- the rest of the teams. But on yeah, paper, absolutely. in the beginning of the season, we thought we would. But then, uh, looking back at our form and our exit from uh, Carabao Cup and our first loss against Young Boys, and even we, I think we beat uh, Villarreal, and that was again foggy time. Yes, it was all amazing. Yeah, yeah. The emotions were running high um, late in the night for all of us. But Villarreal sure. absolutely and dominated. Uh, exactly. Us, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That is the main problem. Uh-huh. The result, the result does matter. But I think uh, for a United for for a uh, or uh, for that matter, any football fan performance, I think matters the most. I mean, I am. Am I happy with the result and happy? Did I go to bed happily that night? For for sure, definitely yes. But then, would I want to? Live through that again? I I don't yeah. think so. I w- I would like us, you know, slapping uh, away uh, teams like uh, Young Boys and Villarreal right. and even Atlanta yeah, yeah. in the coming week. That's but what you expect. It's going to be a uphill battle. Like, uh, Manchester United. That's what you expect from a big team. Exactly, exactly my point. And it it this this is the season that Ole has to deliver. It, I I don't mind even if it's uh, FA Cup and we come, let's say, top two in the league and we reach. Maybe quarterfinals in the Champions League, and I'm I'm happy with that. And I, because let's be honest, I don't think uh, we're going any far uh, in the Champions League. I don't think we're yeah. going to reach semis. We missed out on a chance uh, on a uh, on a trophy. All uh, already uh, got ousted in League Cup. League Cup, exactly. Yeah, that was a good, uh, I think, uh, opportunity for Ole. It, it uh, would have been a comfort blanket for him, basically. Exactly. I mean, fans are going to say that uh, it's going to it's it, it's another blessing in disguise because uh, it's just going to add up uh, to the fixture uh, congestion. City, but can you can you look far? Uh, their their city rivals have won, I think, four of, four Carabao cups. Four Carabao cups in the I think past five yeah, years. I mean, if I'm not wrong. they can, and, they can have the league cup. And Ole has lost yeah, two semi finals against City. They they are winning trophies basically. They are winning trophies. League Cup uh, uh, in the end is a trophy. True, true. I mean, as much as it hurts, and, I just uh, I guess we just I, have to tell ourselves that it's just the League Cup. Uh, if we're winning in Champions League and if we're winning in uh, Premier League and if we if we if we're winning in uh, FA Cup, I think uh, then we would have uh, you know said that yeah, yeah, League Cup uh, is not a priority. But uh, we are not winning true. anything. So league cup, uh, you know, should have been uh, a start, a springboard. Yeah, a springboard. Come, I, I mean, uh, I don't know what to say, man. I mean, like, I completely agree. I mean, like I said again, the second, the second step would be the FA Cup. So I really hope we uh, perform really well and uh, end up winning that. But let's see. Yeah, definitely. With Ronaldo's arrival, uh, Ronaldo has definitely given a boost to the team. The striker has already scored five goals in his last six matches for the Red Devils. But uh, do you think that uh, it was more of a commercial move by the Glazers? As there were rumours that the five-time Balotelli winner might move to arch-rivals uh, Manchester City. 
if that he had is... signed for city that would have hurt more than probably most breakups i would say <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so if you look at most of the coach i think we got played by mendes so similar to what mendes did when we were about to sign so Kuro, so do you fast track the trans it was a commercial move by the glazers uh see it goes both goes hand in hand right both the commercial aspect and what he brings to the pitch of course definitely if you look at how the share market reacted after united signed ronaldo mm-hmm. and yeah. basically our social media team is literally milking uh, every ounce of uh, ronaldo's transfer so far yeah <laughs> so correct, correct, there is okay. a commercial aspect involved with quite a few deals uh, commercial deals about to expire this gives an added advantage for uh, edward ward glazers to go back and negotiate better terms uh, yeah i think so it was a it was a good move by glazers to stay in the good book good books of the united fans uh, i mean if- in, in a way yes in a way yes but but still uh, see they haven't got solved our main problem midfield cover signing ronaldo and hoping that covers all their uh, other issues no that's not going to do it i mean if, if we have to be honest right uh, sorry hardik if you're being honest i mean sancho and varan were probably the only signings that we we would have had this summer i mean hmm. we we all we, we all as united fans know the truth that that was going to be our uh, summer uh the defensive midfielder was not it was never going to come in uh, this past summer and ronaldo fans like to think that he loves united but he's he's a machine he he wants to win and this probably right. might be the first season in a, you know in the past decade where he ends up going trophyless which is kind of sad but then again i think the glazers of the glazers hand was kind of forced because if he went to the neighbors right city and if he wore the light blue of manchester i'm pretty sure every fan all over the globe would have made made it their life's mission to find out where the glazers live be it in the uk or in the united states and they right. would have definitely <laughs> hunted them down <laughs> and had like a proper witch hunt and burnt their houses and yachts down no, no no doubt so they wanted to cover well part of my friends they wanted to cover their backsides and mm. not have another massive glazers out protest which uh, kind of uh, which which is what they were hoping uh, to avoid so that that is why they i i i still feel that is why they acted uh, over the past uh, over the last uh, couple of uh, days and they ended up uh, making the transfer happen and but then again you're paying like what peanuts for uh, a player like uh, ronaldo and world class commercial player. aspect exactly uh, the commercial uh, aspect of it is just a bonus for them and the short sales in the first couple of weeks itself would have probably paid uh, his years uh, transfer fee to juventus so yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah i mean i i don't think it it they wanted to sign him it just that they wanted to make sure that he doesn't go to city because yeah. they knew and the forced yes in a way yes they were kind of forced when I mean, mendes played city like a fiddle i love that but mendes also played us and but then again in the end we profited so everything's uh, all uh, you know sun, uh, sunshine and rainbows yeah but the united fans shouldn't forget the pain that they have been through under glazers right i mean See, that's all we've been used to if you ask me yeah 
see it's a never ending issue until glazers sell our club right so be it today or 10 years down the line this keeps recurring they we end how much are we paying a year on uh, our debt how much are we paying on the dividends every year and they have the audacity to come out and say dividends are part and parcel of the business no that's not that's not going to cut it probably if it wasn't for ole if you ask me i'm i'm being honest here if it was any other manager they would have thrown or uh, probably glazers would be in a tougher situation right now once ole leaves be it today or two years yeah. down the line they are going to be in a much 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 more difficult position but rakesh i'm sorry I... to interrupt sorry yeah so basically what you're saying saying is right but it's not as if united are not spending united are spending money and they have been spending hundreds and hundreds of millions so is there a problem in their scouting is there a problem in their signings is there a problem in their research how do they uh, or only lacks the ability to manage all these players yeah. after signing them uh, no i will say this okay see we wanted to sign harry maguire one wind one summer early we ended up signing him a summer late we wanted mm-hmm. to sign bruno we had we know where we are, we had creative issues we signed him 6 months late So we knew we need to stay yeah 18 months oh, yeah 18 months later. sorry yeah and then we wanted we knew we wanted to strengthen our right wing uh, how long it took us to sign sancho oh we were linked to sancho in the early stages of 2017 when <laughs> yeah. his uh, youth contract was ending with manchester city yeah, see, we should got him a right wing was an issue basically they are not I signing mean, at the right time basically exactly yes, we are a window or uh, that's the problem yeah. that's a, that's been our biggest yeah. problem we are a window so too late chelsea or city right the if party always five players yeah no go on go on yeah exactly like if you look at the likes of chelsea they want five they go out and sign six and say hey i hear you go frank uh, make sure you deliver if you don't deliver you're off and then he's off and then they bring in the german and then he ends up winning the champions league for them but but then again you you look at the signings we we made over the past let's say half a decade or so you have these commercial signings like like the signings at chelsea you distinguish them as uh, this was a uh, manager side signing this was a roman uh, signing like shevchenko or whatever is it's it's kind of similar here as well but the only difference being uh, here we signed them for the commercial aspect like uh, sanchez di maria i mean oh my god this mercenaries looking for a big uh, bloody uh, Payday, Alex, right? And Alexis uh, Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sanchez. Sanchez was yeah. exactly, exactly. Sanchez, Sanchez, and Di Maria. I mean, they came in, they did squat, and they left. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the the money we we throwing around, it's it's not good enough. And even the the choices that uh, we are going after, it's not the first choice of the manager. It's it's the second yes. or third. With so you give them, you sign. You sign a manager. You have to be prepared to back him. The decision making at the top has been, uh, you know, very very bad. Awful. Awful. No, but I just to add there, right? So the decision making process has improved a lot since Ole is here. Yeah. If you yeah. see, I mean, if you see the reports and all, right? That they're mm-hmm. adamant that they want his. I mean, Ole wants his first choice, not second or third choice anymore. Yeah. But. in hindsight probably a midfielder in this summer i mean it would be okay to go for a second choice but but overall the decisions has improved but uh, i still feel we need to sign the, the right player at the right time not wait right. for another 6 months or 12 months to get down the transfer fees and ole also keeps the atmosphere in the dressing room and at manchester united pretty calm and 
he connects with each and every one whether it be a player or someone in the administrative system so definitely that's a plus uh, from ole and uh, but could his position be in scrutiny if he loses tomorrow's game i i doubt it i mean the fans are going to the one section of the fan base that want him out because he replaced their favorite manager uh, are going to continue to call for his head but then if if uh, if i'm going to be honest i think he has the backing of the glazers because he has delivered in the past couple of seasons with uh, limited options so i think he's i i'm okay with him uh, spending uh, i mean uh, okay with him being the manager of united for the rest of the season i don't want him out right now but i just want him to deliver results Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Since I he's a United what, legend. Yeah, Every United fan, I think he he uh, wants uh, him to succeed. But uh, till what time? Till what point? Basically. Uh, see, we've been. Uh, I mean, there is absolute progress to see since the time he took over from third to second. Is that just that extra step to win a trophy this season? So, it's better to. I mean, it's all. It's ideal to see his progress at the end of the summer and then take a call. again uh, if he will be sh- uh, footing uh, shooting in our own foot if he uh, replaces ole with conte no we should oh, be God. replacing I, with someone I, please keep conte away from my team because conte is just another tyrant like mourinho is going to be it's going to be the <laughs> same thing it's it's either it's either going to be his way so or according to you so. who is the ideal manager if uh, solskjaer uh, uh, you know Sagged. I w- I would like to uh, see uh, Zidane given a couple of seasons that uh, yeah. would solve the Pogba issue. But then again, I do have my doubts about Zidane because he had the Galacticos at Madrid and he mm. had the financial backing at Madrid to you know uh, deliver the three feet and stuff. But then Any young manager. Do it at club? Sorry. Uh, Any young young manager. What's his name? Uh, Ten Hag might be a good shot, but then again, uh-huh. I don't, I don't see him uh, leaving Ajax, and uh, I don't, I don't see Ajax let him go either. So right now, uh, off the top of my head, only uh, Conte and uh, Zidane are the only viable options. But then again, I like I said, I don't want Conte because it's just going to be a repeat of uh, Mourinho, and uh, yeah. Zidane. I still have my doubts though. So. I mean, theoretically, is he good enough to do make do with uh, the players that he doesn't uh, get, or is he just going yeah. to start acting like a kid and start throwing his toys out of his pram like Mourinho did? Acha, yeah. Don't you think only option Zidane might be available until summer if Poch doesn't lose his job? I I do I do think that as well. I mean, if Poch the uh, Pochettino doesn't uh, deliver uh, the Champions League, he's off. He's off next summer. So Zidane's not gonna, next summer. See if he doesn't. See, I, so I, I think this summer he's going for United's position. Yeah. No, no I, I think no, no. I think PSG are going to get through the group stages easily. Come on, please. It's PSG. They have Mbappe, Messi, Neymar, and Di Maria, Icardi on the bench. Come on. So they're going to get through it. So they're still going to be in uh, the fighting positions uh, for the Champions League uh, this season. So by then the summer transfer window is done. and uh, they they'll probably let pochettino you know try and deliver but then if he does not and if he fails to deliver uh, champions league uh, glory to psg i i definitely see zidane replacing him next summer and poch yeah. replacing yeah. Uh, nuno at spurs 
probably probably yeah yeah so basically united uh, have lost the momentum i'm not talking about this season i'm talking about the past nine uh, seasons since ferguson left so ferguson is like a god for yeah so ferguson is like a god for united fans uh, so uh, basically but do you think he was the main reason that united are in this position he chose the wrong person to lead united and he the chosen one the chosen one was a you know actually a wrong choice and since then everything is uh, you know going downwards uh, for united we have basically lost the momentum i mean if we have to uh, be honest uh, right uh, sorry rakesh uh, go on no 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 you go ahead i'll i'll add it right so if we if you're being honest right i mean we didn't read this uh, this particular news in a lot of uh, media outlets because obviously it never reached them but he uh, ferguson wanted either pep or klopp to uh, replace him at united when he knew uh, he it was time for him to step step down but then again he wasn't uh, his choice you are saying he he wasn't his first choice is what i'm saying okay Oh, oh, okay. But then again, it was uh, his his choice in the end. But it wasn't his first choice. I I read that he he held meetings with uh, Guardiola. Yeah, he met with as, Pep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Klopp yeah. as well. So if yeah. that had happened, we would have uh, you know bounced right back in a couple of years or so. But Guardiola has denied us. that it was uh, regarding this uh, United's job. I mean, of course, right? I mean, uh, can we go? <laughs> which one of us? Uh, <laughs> in the news media from news media or let's can go up to pogba and say are you going to leave he's just going to give us a typical uh, diplomatic uh, response like ronaldo did uh, for all these years yeah. are you going back to manchester ah in the future you never know you see in football you never know and yeah. pogba as well i mean i'm here <laughs> now i'm happy i still have a contract with manchester yes we know we know you have a contract but are you going to sign the next one well same answer so yeah okay. uh just to add to that right just yeah so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. go was, on when it go comes on, to yeah. trans yeah so we replaced uh, sir alex and we also replaced david gill you don't yeah. replace two of your best uh persons in best two of the two of the most difficult yeah 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 one of the most difficult uh clubs to run you, you i mean basically you're not going to do that so that's probably that's uh business administration 101 lesson you do not replace two guys right and also to add to that alex was probably papering over the glazernomics cracks and that got exposed a lot once uh, alex left because we knew i mean if you look at alex last final season squad right where where we, i mean it was already you, you couldn't compare with the top teams in the world yeah, but yeah. because of alex we were still winning yeah. that got exposed moyes was probably started chasing the wrong guys he had edward ward backing him oh my god i mean to be, if we being fair moyes wanted the likes of fabregas and cruz but then yeah i think gareth bale also cruz and fabregas exactly bale as well but then they were at the peak of their careers back then and if you ask them uh, would you like yeah. uh, let's yeah. say you go up to tony cruz and ask him from bayern would you like to uh, play for madrid under uh, i don't know i think it was carlo ancelotti back then yes, or would yes, you yes. want to go to manchester where it rains uh, all year long and play for david moyes he's going to uh, say who is david moyes and sign for madrid within oh, the madrid. next 2 minutes 
yes. So, which is what happened eventually. No? Yeah. So it's it's not it's not David Moyes' fault that he was offered the job. Of course, I mean you offer me the job of uh, manager of Manchester United, even though I'm not competent at all. Of course, I'm gonna say yes. Am I gonna turn it down? No. Which, which is what happened with uh, uh, Moyes, and then he was stuck with the deadline day transfer of uh, Fellaini, and uh, <laughs> he got Juan Mata in the following uh, January transfer window, which is just not good enough. Mata is still here. Mata yeah. was past us. Mata still here because only only because he has the responsibility of you know maintaining the quote unquote vibes of the dressing room and is pretty I'm pretty sure he's going to be the ambassador or something like that in the um, coming season when he oh he really plays to retire yeah like I said I mean they're just holding on to him so that once he decides to hang up his boots he's going to end up taking a role as an ambassador at the club or something like that. So how can to conclude this conversation? I'll uh, just ask this. Uh, so how can we improve? How can United improve? And uh, uh, I'm talking about the transfer window. I'm talking about the style of play. I'm talking about the management. I'm talking about uh, you know the formations overall. How can I? I know uh, they can't compete with City and Liverpool, at, but at least if we go uh, uh, against uh, these uh, sides. At least uh, we should see some fight. Agreed, one hundred percent. But I really think that it's down to the manager again. We did read a couple of reports uh, from the Athletic, uh, if I'm not wrong, which say that uh, Carrick and McKenna run the training sessions, and uh, it's very uh, schoolmasterly was the term that was used. If I'm not yeah, wrong. yeah, right, right, exactly. Even, so even so that has this. to change. Yeah. Something, something has to change from within. I mean, it's just that Ole has the players that he needs. Okay, I still, I will still uh, give him the benefit of the doubt and side with Rakesh and say yes, we do need a midfield to complete. Because we have uh, so many good, good young players. Uh, we have so many good young players, and we still can't uh, take advantage of that factor. Young players in our academy, you mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I. I agree, but I just don't think uh, the likes of Fish or uh, Levitt. I'm not saying that they should be ready. No, no, I'm not saying that they step up and uh, provide. But but what is the point? But what is the point of having good young players if if uh, if United are you know not competing against the top teams? I mean, they'll get their chance when. Not saying that they should be you know uh, straight away. Uh, uh, put in the first team, and you know, but but uh, so at some point, there should be a, an advantage for a club if we are producing some really good young talents. Look at Angel Gomez. Gomez was such a good talent. I mean, agreed. But then uh, that would happen only when, if and only when we have the likes of McTominay and Fred, you know, yeah. performing and slapping teams away week in week out, and absolutely, then you have absolutely. the odd, uh, was my point, the odd uh, cup game, and then you have the odd cup game, which you could, uh, you know, not really uh, give a damn about. <laughs> so th- that's where you integrate uh, these. This is not an ideal players, situation right? for basically our young players, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so no, no, we, no. I, I disagree there. It's an okay. Yeah. See, you talk. You mentioned about Anil Gomez, right? So just to add to that, he was pretty adamant from a year or year or eighteen months before his contract expired that he's not going to sign. Okay. Why will a manager start? I mean, invest in his development if he's so committed that he's not going to sign an extension until unless he's a starter and probably like Pogba. 
even for pogba i would say bench him but anel gomez didn't have a chance so if you look at the way if you see the way ole has integrated greenwood he slowly integrates them to the team even with amar for that matter last season yeah. so we are in the ideal situation probably they would have gotten more chance to play or express themselves probably like players like hannibal or someone this year if we had a proper cover behind them when yeah, you do yeah. not have a proper cover that behind is exactly them, my point basically if if we have so many young players i think our first team needs to perform you know uh, uh, for for them basically to be there actually uh, a comfort black comfort blanket for them so if if a first team is performing well so it's it's uh, it's uh, you know we can use them in a league cup we can use them uh, in a fa cup uh, clash so i think it's not ideal for our young players uh, yeah because the first team definitely inspires and motivates a young talent as you can see in city as we can see in liverpool phil jones coming up uh, phil foden phil foden coming up so yeah definitely i'm not saying greenwood is not doing i think he has been the best uh, one of the best young players for the past two seasons three seasons for us I, I think i agree with rakesh when he says the way ole integrates the youngsters into the team is uh, very good i i agree with it he knows how uh, how and when the players need to be part of the traveling squad or just to be on the bench or even get minutes on the pitch but then again the scenarios haven't really helped yeah, ole yeah. but that's that's again his own uh, doing yeah, yeah. like for that's example uh, let's say let's say we have six games right in the group stages of the champions league so, so let's say you end you win the first four and you draw one uh away to the another top team so the the sixth uh the sixth game would be would be of no point because you don't you've already qualified you're on top of your group so it doesn't matter whether you win lose or draw the sixth game so that's where you can give all these youngsters a choice i mean a youngsters a chance to get minutes under the belt but um, since ole and his coaching team and our beautiful uh, club has shot ourselves uh, in the foot yeah. we don't have the luxury of you know yeah. luxury exactly we don't have the luxury of you know saying okay fine sixth game maybe sixth that game is that is why important. players like angel gomes angel gomes are uh, you know moving uh, to other clubs i mean probably but then you cannot all expect to be uh, handed chances right you kind of have to earn them i mean I greenwood that, was yeah. uh, greenwood wasn't handed his chance he earned it because he was what uh, 14 and playing for the under 17s and he he was punching way above his uh, weight class and it shows why uh, that that happened as well and then every coach at manchester united they were always uh, i'm not saying that uh, united i'm not saying that united uh, under solskjaer is not giving chances to our young players i'm not saying that i'm just saying that i think uh, this is not an ideal club for a youngster to be in I mean, I, I no. That's I again wrong. We have a I very good academy. That. Yes, I I would also respectfully disagree with that point because we have an amazing academy. Yeah, it, I, it's, I, it's the same. I thing don't disagree with that. I, I I at the start of my question, I said that I think we have the best players in our you know in the Premier League. I I'm not right. saying that we don't have a, a brilliant academy. I'm saying despite mm-hmm. having that, we're not you know in a position to. Uh, basically take advantage of that i mean this kind of circles back to our first point that we started talking about right donny yeah. wilby and when you have players like uh, 
Bruno Fernandes that's playing, that's ready and willing to play and perform uh, three games in a week. You you just cannot replace them. Okay, I get it. If he if he performs uh, in one game and he's tired and uh, fatigue gets to him, he needs to be rested. That's fine. But then this this man, he's I would say Bruno is inevitable. He is literally unstoppable and which is bloody brilliant. So he wants to play and he can play and deliver in uh, every game, irrespective of whether it's on the weekend or midweek. So where are you going to try to fit in the likes of Donny Van Der Beek? So when yeah. Donny Van Der Beek... We haven't spoken about Bruno Fernandes. Just a word about... Just sorry to interrupt. Just a word about Bruno. So basically, I think he is our uh, talisman at the moment. But don't you think he's too un- inconsistent with his passes? I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, he, he has he had a different form he, he this season. He gets frustrated all the time on the pitch. He's always frustrated. He's always always misplacing passes. Yeah, uh, basically... See, a player like Bruno, and... right? He, he, like you said, the star player, the star talisman, he is bound to, uh, you know, try those risky passes, try the uh, flashy passes, try yeah, the... Yeah. You know, uh, hmm. the shiny, the spectacular yeah, yeah. Uh, flicks and turns and all yeah. that. And But then okay, again, diagonals, if he doesn't yeah. do that and if he keeps it uh, simple and passes it side to side, what are the fans uh, going to say? Bruno is not good enough. But then again, yeah, so, he tries that and it doesn't come off maybe two times out of ten. What are the fans uh, saying again? Why does he have to do I that? It's the same thing with Pogba. Well. The treatment is not fair, I feel. It's just that they're two big names. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so those mistakes are bound to happen uh, if he has to take risks and make plays and create chances, right? Exactly. To get the best out of players like Bruno and Pogba, you need uh, players that are competent enough to uh, do the dirty work at the back. Okay, you give uh, Bruno 10 chances, he's going to mess up uh, probably 6 or 7, but then the other 3 of them are going to end up in the back of the net. But then to you know manage and uh, let him and give him the freedom to try those passes, you need to have solid cover behind him. It uh, kind of uh, brings me back to what Rakesh uh, says. You need to have that uh, defensive cover uh, in midfield, which we yeah, don't. Yeah. Which is why we see those Bruno Fernandes misplayed, uh, misplaced passes coming back to bite us. Yeah, yeah, if we had solid right. defensive cover, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, just to add to Bruno, that, you, you, go, see, you go do your stuff. Do- yeah, just to add that Bruno at the position he plays, he has the liberty to make those risky passes. But Fred at the position he plays, he doesn't yeah, yeah. has the freedom yeah. to make the risky passes. I think his first touch exactly. is also very poor. And also, if you Fred want to, Fred is not uh, a defensive midfielder. If you're being honest, I mean, have you seen the way he played for Brazil? Uh, I think yesterday or the night before, he was very good. Uh, yeah. He even assisted a goal. So, so who was his, beside his him? Pass? So, so who was beside him? Achoo? Exactly, That's... exactly. Casemiro and Fernandes to do the that matters. Do the dirty work. Exactly. So it's it's not fair on Fred to throw him under the bus. But then again, when it happens and when you see it repeatedly, it, it kind of uh, makes you so, do exactly that. Uh, uh, by the way, just to action. add, just yeah. to add one thing. Uh, while we were on this call. Uh, Ole's press conference is going on. He's updated that McGuire and Rashford might feature tomorrow. Sorry, uh, yeah, oh. over the weekend. Okay, okay. okay. Quite, uh, uh, you know, quick recovery by McGuire. Yeah. Surprising. He might be on nice, the bench. Nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, we could conclude by saying that uh, United needs a stable defensive midfielder. 
right? And yeah. that might solve a lot of their problems. I think most of most of their problems. Yeah. I, I would say so. I would I would say so and say the defensive midfielder is the final piece of the puzzle. But then again, you cannot say that. Uh, once the puzzle is complete, that's when you can start judging me as a manager because that wasn't the luxury <laughs> the previous managers had, and that isn't the luxury most managers actually, get in a uh, club I, like I actually United. wrote a piece uh, basically on this uh, when uh, when we signed uh, Sancho and uh, Varan. Are we good enough to? Yeah, uh, and you know, Kamavinga could be the yeah, right fit so at United. It was, it was before about the, the season. Central, central yeah. midfielder uh, is uh, is uh, uh, United missing the final. Piece of puzzle, basically. So yeah, actually, I I agree with that, basically. Right. Yeah. So thank you guys, thank you Rakesh, thank you Acha, thank you so much. Thank you Rakesh, thank you Acha. It was uh, really nice. Talking thank you guys. To you. Thanks for having us. This was, this was Thanks amazing. for having us. Yeah. Yeah, this was amazing, and we are looking forward to connect with you guys in near future as well. So Definitely. see you soon. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure, guys. Thank you guys. Yeah. Bye. Thank you very much. Ciao. Bye-bye.